right, welcome to Church Creative. Welcome. Episode 19. Episode 19. I can't believe it. Can you believe it? I cannot, I cannot it's, believe it's it. Episode stuff. 19. Wow. Well, welcome, guys. Today we have a special guest, Ben Johnson. Yes. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, man. So, um, We've been having a lot of fun. Uh, we, we've been having guests the last few weeks, and we're really excited to have Ben. Uh, the last time you guys heard from us, we had uh, Mr. Andy Needham, uh, who Ben knows well, actually. Yeah, I get, uh, get a chance to work with him. He's okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I guess I should be nicer than that, but uh, it's the relationship we've got. So That's good stuff. So um, explain a little bit like what um, you're, you're, uh, explain a little bit about what you do, Ben, and uh, a little bit like I've known Ben here for about nine years. That's been good stuff. Met him at, at camp, basically. And so, um, how'd you come to kind of the New England area a little bit as far as, I guess, more, more in, in your capacity you do now? And then, um, talk a little bit about that, I guess, your position and everything. Yeah. So uh, I grew up in New England area and, uh, then went to school out in the Midwest and I got connected with a mega camp out there. And so a camp that, uh, uh, did one of the top five in the country that had massive kind of production and creative standards. And so I got involved there outside of kind of the small town camp, New England feel and uh, did a short contract there and then ended up getting pulled back here by through just kind of God's means connected us. And so I work at Camp Berea and uh, I do a lot of the creative stuff. I do um, a lot of our audio visual stuff. I work with the bands and speakers and we also help design uh, programs that we run through our winters. We do 12 weekends and our summers we do six weeks of kids camp. And so uh, it's a pretty happy, in place we're always got something going on and so it's just uh, the challenge is continuing to roll the creativity because anytime you're running something you're always planning what's coming next so i think that's the challenge for us yeah man so so one thing that that i just think oh and kind of reason we want to have you on too is was cool because i got to meet you back like it was just kind of berea doing winter camp and you guys began uh, i mean you did summer camp you did a lot of things besides that but it was it was mostly camp based and then mm-hmm. uh, you guys uh, started Andy adding more weeks. I know your facility started kind of at its capacity. You started kind of reaching out. Um, now you're even uh, expanding to another camp uh, to kind of have a, have a, almost another camp campus uh, in all those things. And so um, one thing I noticed and uh, in our conversation, we've talked of how you brought like kind of brought the camp a little bit more into um, modern times into, as far as technology and, and presentation, especially creativity. Uh, on on that end, and what was that journey like? A little bit. What were what were uh, some things that you learned uh, during that process? So I think the the biggest aspect for me when I came into uh, camp where we were at is that uh, oftentimes in our facility fell into this kind of same problem is that people felt like, well, we don't have anybody here who specializes in that zone. And I know there are throughout New England, there's a lot of churches who don't always have someone who specializes. There's a lot of different hat people wear. And uh, so coming in, because I just had had a little bit more experience at one of these larger facilities, I had kind of seen, hey, what we're doing with lighting is we're just blasting the stage all with just white, stale lights. And um, I started just, even in very small areas, just adding some gels, just adding some small things, helping people better understand how to utilize the tools that we already had, which was able to kind of build a groundwork for us to start slowly increasing over time, just little things here and there that could add. Because kind of my philosophy, I'm a big Disney guy, And so from the very beginning, Walt Disney kind of said, if you can dream it, you can do it. And uh, our vision is to dream big when we think of something creative. There's nothing that we can't accomplish, even though, you know, we have a bigger budget than some, but we have a much smaller budget than others. And so for us, it's always kind of determining, all right, 
dream for the big that we want to do, the things that maybe we see other camps or other churches do that we're like, man, it would be awesome to be able to accomplish that. And then figure out, okay, do we need to take little steps back from it? Do we need to, how can we accomplish that with the limited resources that we have? And I think that's where the creativity comes in for us is figuring out how we can maximize what we have and do unique things that probably would oftentimes surprise people in the camp realm, even with kind of the lesser resources that sometimes we may have, because we're not as specialized as some churches or camps are able to be in that realm yeah and that definitely falls like for almost every church i know mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> Fall in that. i think we always uh tend to want to dream really big and and trying to figure out where that goes with budget and, and everything budget i've heard of that yeah budget <laughs> yes. the ultimate evil yeah. what is that yeah. <laughs> no, right trying to do the resource so that's cool man i mean i definitely uh I, I, I dig the gels and I always say, I, cause I've always been, a, like I've gone to a few youth groups and stuff and I always think that's even just so something simple. Cause those cost like 10 bucks. Um, if, if, if that, you know, a lot of times they came with the lights that churches use anyway, they're sitting in some closet. Um, well, and that's what we've seen is uh, even utilizing because we said, well, we want to get some more lighting on our stage, but we can't necessarily afford all these new, I mean, 10 years ago, especially new LED fixtures that could run on DMX systems and all this kind of stuff. And uh, oftentimes people forget or don't realize that uh, they're kind of, I guess what we look at camp as kind of hacks or MacGyvers is uh, right now we're using for some things at camp, we're just using simple work lights that you can buy at Lowe's and then gelling over the work lights. Um, and that's creating different atmospheres and colors for sections where once again small youth groups that maybe don't have a a full setup it's something that for a fairly cheap price they can get plugged in with those things and i think that's it's the hack realm that that we sometimes thrive in until we're able to uh a donor sees or partner comes and is like holy cow you're doing that with what and that's sometimes how we bridge that gap to be able to get something else in in the future is when people see how we're making it happen and they feel like there's a better method that's really cool so what, how have you guys been able to kind of take that philosophy and, and move it out? Because I know it's one of the big things that uh, Berea started to do a few years ago, and you guys got a really good at through uh, conferences and helping other churches. Um, like, how, how, is that, how has that looked in bringing kind of that your camp experience and teaching churches to be better at what they do through that? Yeah, our, our really heart and philosophy of, of ministry is, is we we are a camp and we are a site, a location, but we really want to be more about helping the church in New England because a lot of people, churches, they, they don't necessarily want to go to camp or they it's just not part of their vision, but we want to get out and be involved in churches. And so from the very beginning, we've tried to go help. We've tried to make trips and travel out to, to connect with churches. And so one of the biggest things that we feel like we have to offer at times is when someone comes to an event or they see what we're doing here, even just pictures online is every time we do one of these creative aspects, or we figure out a, a way, a method to kind of, uh, you know, use a shortcut to save budget or things like that is we document all those things. Um, so that in future terms, like we'll have people call and contact us based on seeing something that we've done during an opener or an element, like, just an example this year for a stage setting we just took uh, two by fours and built frames of windows and then hung those 
uh, and covered it with a sheet. So extremely cheap materials. Uh, and then we just used uh, cut out plywood to build shadow boxes. So the ply goes in the right behind the sheet and we cut out shapes for either mountains or space theme. And so it's just a simple light shining on the back, but we can interchange them. So we can make those windows oh, nice. uh, for one Sunday. You could have the windows uh, that they're looking out be onto mountains. And then for the next Sunday, just change out the, the cut boards, put new ones in, and then it could be oceans. And so for a whole series, uh, you could do this for a very cheap price. And that was something that churches came up and they're like, hey, how'd you guys make those? How was that done? Because it's just the light behind uh, shining on it. And so for our stage, it was kind of the idea of a child's bedroom and that he's dreaming. And so all four from Friday, Saturday morning, Saturday night and Sunday morning, what he was dreaming and what he was seeing out his windows changed for every session. So through a very kind of simple piece like that, we were actually able to connect with the church. Um, that albeit has some more resources, but say, hey, for your stage, if you guys want to do this, here's how we processed, here's how we did it, here's the style that we used, here's the material list that we did. Um, and uh, that church is right now planning on taking advantage of that and kind of using that one of their future sets because it was a cheap and aesthetically pleasing way of kind of just illustrating that theme. That's awesome. Yeah, man, that's pretty cool. Hey, Ben, so I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, uh, whoever's listening to this right now, um, and thinking, man, I, I, how do I even start doing that? And what you're saying, you're breaking it down so nicely. Um, and you, you also mentioned that you document things. Is there, do you have a website that people maybe can, can, uh, grab these ideas that you've done, or maybe, uh, they can reach you some, somehow, or, cause I mean, the stuff that you broke down, I mean, that's really cool. I mean, I think I'm inspired to do something with with, with our stage a little bit. Yeah, uh, we, we can always be connected. Uh, just Berea.org is our website that uh, has primary connections to myself, the other creative uh, members on my team, as well as uh, most of the documented stuff that we have in terms of like what we've done on stage and such. We have videos on uh, Vimeo, which our username on Vimeo is BereaNH, as well as a awesome. Flickr website that we post uh, pictures from all the events we do and so uh there's a lot of photos on there so sometimes you got to look at the different events uh, they're titled in albums so if you're like oh what was the stage for deep freeze 2017 you can click on that and kind of look but we have a, a history of all the stuff that we've done on there and so oh, if you man, said hmm, i wonder what the stage looked like and you know for deep freeze 2010 you know you could go back and there there are pictures from all the different years and seasons we've done um and so uh, via connecting and checking out some of the video stuff that we do, even creative ideas, we did a backwards video a couple years ago where we uh, actually had uh, one of our staff members walk in reverse and then was like dumping, you know, cups and stuff everywhere and throwing papers. And so then when we put it into the editing software, we just flipped the video to go backwards so it appears he's walking forwards and all these things are coming back into his hand and stuff so people came up and they're like how'd you do that and it's such a great visual and really all we did you could do it with a, an iphone we just walked backwards and but like use these creative ideas that we had found online and then catered and transferred so if people see any of the videos or any of the the stage settings that we do uh they can connect with me right there on the website and uh, i mean my email is just ben at berea.org uh, so it's, uh, I like to keep it nice and simple. Don't have too many, uh, too yes. many letters in there. If you yes. can remember three and the name of the organization, you're pretty good to go. Ben.cooltech.stage. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's awesome. Thank you, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah, that's, that's killer. It's really awesome. I remember that video too. That thing was, it was, it, it, it just, the whole thing, it looked amazing. And then I remember thinking like that was, that, that was just a backwards video, but, but I, but it's that stuff that I think people, um, especially in the church, sometimes you go, oh, wow, this idea isn't as complicated as we might think it is uh, to pull off. 
So what do you guys do um, when you're coming up with your ideas? What, what's your process, I guess? Because I think that's what I've always seen. Every year you guys had amazing stuff. You came up with something. You did, I know one where you're like, guys, we're going onto a video screen and it was a video. Then you'd come back off and you switch places. Kind of, can you walk us through the idea where you go from, cool, here's our theme. And the church would be like, here's our sermon series. And then here's how we could do this like really cool creative piece. Like, yeah, how, how do so- you guys do it? Yeah, our process really begins when we are trying to think of, because there's kind of two different tiers that we want to process through when coming up with a, a theme or a sermon series, is we say, obviously, the most important thing we want to come up with is we want the spiritual content to be highly connective. So that, I mean, we're not going to talk a whole lot about that content today, because that's not what this is about, but that is a huge part of what we do, sure. and we make sure that whatever our theme does is going to fit that, the visual elements of it. Um, but when we think about the visual elements, oftentimes where we start is actually we say well we don't have some of the you know some of the same resources you go to some churches and you see you know their projectors or their lighting board is i mean like twenty thousand dollars thirty thousand dollars we don't even have some of those resources so for some of the small churches that'll be listening and they're like yeah we don't have that either is like that's that's what we try to think we start at the point as you know what we can't compete just with like bells and whistles of some of, of all these churches that these kids come from. So what we have to do is we want to say, how can we do something that they've never seen before? Or that will, we always use the phrase that will maybe break their mind a little bit. So like that backwards video right from the beginning is, we think is, okay, you know, I don't think people have really seen a lot of this kind of stuff before. Maybe they have, maybe they haven't. Or as Matt referenced, we did a uh, an opener, which is an element that's like the first out of the gate to just set the tone for the weekend. And we tried to do this magic mirror setup. So there was a projector projecting on a screen and we were feigning the movements in front of it to match up with a video we had pre-selected. So it looked like we were in front of the mirror, but then oh, nice. we would continue to do some other stuff and the mirror would change. It was kind of like that old cartoon style where uh, someone looks in the mirror and then the, you know, the dog's in the mirror and then the dog behind him kind of pours a bucket of water on his own head and like does, you know, plays pranks on him. But so when we think about those things, a lot of the creative ideas that we do is we beg, borrow and steal. And I encourage churches to do that because we're all in the kingdom together. And so we get on YouTube, we go to channels, uh, we have, there's websites like The Awesomer, there's websites like uh, Church Stage Sets that you can look at where there's just hundreds of pictures of things on there. And uh, we're we're a big fan of not just copying because we feel like, all right, you know, we have a God that we serve as a God of creativity and a God of excellence. And so when we see an idea, we want that idea to be the baseline for where we go. And so it's okay. How do we take that baseline and create something that we want to? And so even the backwards video that we did, that happened to be from a music video that we had seen randomly, just somewhere out there that were like, that's a really cool idea. How could we add a faith aspect to it? And then even the elements we chose to say, okay, what are we going to show in that video? We thought, okay, what's the coolest things that we could do? Like throwing cards, flipping tables, like what are the most visually appealing elements to that? And so it's uh, it's usually starts out in that realm of uh, just consuming a lot. A lot of people in the creative realm say, well, you know, we just don't want to get stuck in copying. We don't want to get stuck in just duplicating what other people do. And uh, there's a there's two different camps on creativity. One is that the more that you consume and the more that you look at and the more that you engage, whether it be in media and culture or books that some people say you lose creativity on that side. 
what other people say, the more that you expose your mind, the more that you can kind of branch out and even build upon those ideas. And so it enhances creativity. And I think Absolutely. that's kind of where we, we feel at Berea is we fall into that second category of just engage, look around. We have people send us videos and ideas and stuff all the time, but it's, it's not just duplicate. That's the important thing is you can't duplicate something and expect it to work the same for your organization or your church because even if you see a lighting trick or a stage trick and you just try to duplicate that, it's almost always going to make you feel like you're, you're let down, like you didn't do it as well as you'd seen it. Yeah. But if you figure out, okay, how do I make that work in our space and how do I change that idea yeah, to absolutely. maximize it? Almost every time you'll feel like it was a blow away success because it was it was specific for what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, that's good. So in other words, you're saying that we should steal as Christians, right? <laughs> Yes, just uh, <laughs> just send people in corporate espionage, going to other churches. Uh, take away, take away number one, guys. Like Steal <laughs> in the name of Jesus. <laughs> no, dude, that's that's really good. I mean, you know, Paul McCartney said, "Good composers borrow, great composers steal." You know, and yeah. and I write music. I mean, I arrange. You know, music is more my thing. Um, but yeah, you have to be influenced by something. You grab a groove, an idea. You know, right now I'm, I'm really big into the new John Mayer record. It's just killer. I love it. And I'm like, oh, I got to do an album just based on this song, <laughs> based on that groove and that sound. And But it's cool. I mean, that's, and that's where, you know, I mean, all creatives get inspired by one little thing that creates something else. And by, by, you know, by the time you're done creating your thing, sometimes you can't even tell where it came from. You know, because it came out, it came out to be this completely different monster. And that's where I say, you know, uh, oftentimes imitation is the best form of flattery. Like when we go down to the core of things, we do feel that it's, it's very important is, uh, you know, we use the phrase beg, borrow and steal, but really, you know, we emphasize don't steal things from people, but it is that idea is, uh, take the concept and the base idea of how things work because yeah. that can always be altered and changed to, to benefit and bless your ministry. Yeah. And even oftentimes what we found is just utilizing different things and passing on credit for where those ideas came from. Uh, like what we found is we used to, in videos, um, we used to contact artists directly kind of to, to get permissions to use their music. And we're using a lot of just random songs and music through things, um, you know, through licenses of CCLI, that kind of stuff. But over time, we kind of said, hey, I think there's a better way to do this. And so we started working directly with artists that come to camp and utilizing the 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 songs that they do and that they use um, in our videos and inside things because it creates a direct emotional connection and a memory relapse for people where they say, oh, yeah, like, you remember that band was there? Remember when we played? Even if it wasn't the greatest band in history or it wasn't, you know, a professional A-level, like, travel the world band, it creates that connection that that person had at your church or at your event or at your uh, camp, and it brings them back in that moment when they review that video later or they re-see those and and then at the we make sure we communicate with them, hey, is it okay for us to utilize this? And then we share the credit for where that came from. And so a lot of it is even don't not being afraid to utilize other people's ideas or other people's uh, sessions. And even if you build, we, we've found that connecting with other camps and talking about different ideas there too is we're quick to pass on, oh yeah, this other camp down in Southern New Hampshire, they gave us this great idea. Like they got some people that are working it. It's all about networking for the kingdom. Yeah, and I think that... um I mean that really. That I mean, I, I think I think it just, I think it really hits the nail on the head with a lot of things. I know, like for us, I totally agree with your point on when it recreates the emotional connection, um, and we're definitely this is an every church's situation, but um, you know we've come out with uh, two albums out of New Life Church, 
and then there's original uh, songs that not not necessarily are an album that, that that John writes and and he writes with a team of people. It's not just him, but um, I've been able to use those in videos before. You know, when we use that, you can just tell, you can feel it, and there's comments afterwards where people really do relate the concepts. And so that's one thing I always try to do is when I'm picking out our, our background music for a video, the first place I'll go is I just try to go through our, our, our album or anything else that John has written. I know he's written kind of going through our Dropbox yeah. and trying to link that up because I think you're, um, you know, we've seen that here too. And just in church, it's like when you can do that, they're singing that song, you know, maybe twice a month or whatever. It's really going to impact them uh, yeah. in, in a different way because uh, they have that connection, you know, because notes always... Yeah. You know, notes have a tendency to connect even if you don't know the song, but when you have some type of personal thing or that could be the song mm-hmm. on the service you accepted God on, it's just going to hit that deeper level. Absolutely. So we yeah. definitely hear that too. You well, know. I think – no, no problem. I think in that uh, same that same element, one of the key things that we've learned at Berea, I guess that I've learned, I can't promise everyone else has, but uh, is that I've learned that if you think you're the best, you're not the best. And so I've learned to resource and take advantage of relationships and connections because, uh, man, if you just said, hey, Ben, uh, I need you to run all the stuff that you do at Deep Freeze, but by yourself, you got to get into a box and you got to do everything that, you know, Matt's come up and seen before at Deep Freeze, but you're just doing it by yourself. I guarantee it would look terrible because I don't have people that I can resource. I don't have people that are better at things than I am. And so even for an example this year, I'm going to pull out the – Show show the face behind the uh, curtain here is uh, I actually connected with Matt and asked Matt to help me uh, create a video element that I wasn't sure how to do. And so he kind of created one, helped me kind of see what the process was. We were doing a stop motion video and I just, I mean, it's a simple thing, but for people out there who say, well, I don't know much about video. I mean, you can fall into my realm as I wanted to have two graphics rise, one rise up from a line and one drop down from a line and kind of be revealed. And that was just something that I had not done before. And so even while some people listening to this, they may be like, oh, that's super easy. The reality is not everyone who's going to hear this is going to feel that way. But knowing that there are people out there who would love to be invested in your ministry and connect and even help you learn to process and become better at some of those creative elements is there's always somebody further along than you. And I mean, it's the Peter Paul concept, uh, Paul and Timothy. Uh, is always have someone that you're helping bring forward in that creative realm within your church, within your organization, and always have someone that's helping bring you forward in each of those key realms because, you know, as soon as you think you're the best, you're not. There are kids on cell phones making better material out there than some places are and just realizing oh, yeah, that even yeah. sometimes oh, I have a – I have a team that's come to deep freeze for a bunch of years. It's actually going to come and do some video work with us this summer because he has an immense talent and skill. And I feel like we can learn and harness some of that. He's not older than me. Uh, You know, he doesn't have as much life experience as I do, but in that realm, he's got some extreme talents and creativity that I feel like we can learn and grow from. And so we're looking, you know, don't just think it's got to be from a professional company. Don't just think it's got to be from that. Let's look inside the congregation, look inside your circle of friends and the networks, other churches, and find those people that can help bring you just a little bit further forward. Absolutely. Man, you know, I, I always give the example of, um, you know, grabbing a, a CD. I'll say a record. I always call it a record, whatever. I'm old school. And <laughs> old o- vinyl. Opening up. Yeah, a little you vinyl, next. you know. <laughs> now they're coming back so people know what I'm talking about. But you open up a record or even the end credits of a movie, yeah. you know. You're going to have tons of... And tons of people doing this and lighting left backstage or on, a, on an album. You have sometimes four different drummers, five different drummers, mixing engineers, different guitar players. I mean, 
you know, and that, and to me, I've, I've always, you know, been a huge believer in collaboration being the best. Your favorite songs were not just one guy, mm-hmm. unless you're Prince. That's a different story. Don't mess with, <laughs> don't mess with Prince now. But no, I'm serious, you know, know, I mean, all all the great songs that you love, it probably took about 50 people to create that one song, right? you know, at the end of the day, from engineers to, you know, someone playing the cowbell or, or someone, you know, pushing buttons, I mean, collaboration. So I hear you, man. I mean, the best work I think is always going to be a a, a collaboration and and different minds bring in the, the best of this. You know, I like to play different instruments and whatnot, but, you know, if there's going to be someone better than me doing that, I want that. I yeah. want that because that's what they do. There's that guy doing that thing that I do okay, but he does phenomenally. What I think in ministries, if you look at – sometimes people look at the the creative aspect of ministries is, is uh, maybe one of the sellout areas of church is like, well, you're trying to do all this, like, fancy stuff to get people in, invested. But I think, man – as a key part of ministry, if you can find people in your in your congregation or in your organization that have even just those small creative ideas or they could do one thing really, really well, yes. is if they could do that one thing really, really well or even help you with an idea that can help improve what you're doing, that person is in. There's no greater buy-in yeah. for somebody to get invested in church and ministry than if they feel like they were a valuable part of something, even if they're just one little, you know, one little Lego in the wall, you know, one little brick is – they're they're in and you will always have that person being a key part of what you do. And so that's, I think, a key part of how the creative aspect of those ministries is a great way to get people involved because someone can't always be on the worship team. They might just not have that talent. But if they could sit and focus on those words, which I can't do, I'm so ADD, I'm the worst at lyrics. But that's something that a person can get plugged in in a big way and just start that, you know, that journey through that realm and slowly kind of increasing. And now with YouTube and Google videos out there to kind of learn some of those processes, it's more accessible and easier than it used to be having to read like a 500 page book that had a CD in the back uh, just to learn how to do some simple software. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I think I think that's something that um, you know I've I've learned I've learned with uh, when when you're in a church, especially like of, of just talking to people, and I mean really having the camp saying too, because like like we learned each other's you know aspects by just sitting down and talking. And we talked mm-hmm. okay, you're in video and this type of thing, and um, how important that is to get to know your team because you know you even mentioned Lego brick, and like I've done projects where it's you know I actually was able to call on somebody in the, in the church who is a Lego master because we wanted to do a video. They would make their own things. And it was one of these ideas where it's like, oh, we could have done that maybe through CGI or these other things. But the problem with that is what? Like your your people aren't invested. You know, you're not you're mm-hmm. not building up your, yes. your congregation. It's not just people watching it, but it's also who can you involve. And uh, my, my takeaway I got from that is just like keep up the relationships uh, with people, you know, in, in the way of like always asking, like, what are you doing? What are your hobbies? And and understanding those things, like I even think we have a, a guy. He uh, he loves um, filming sunsets. It's his it's his deal. And on one Sunday, we were able to take his sunset footage and use it in back of all of our songs. And I remember he was. I mean, from the, I, his volu- I think I, I want to say like almost the next week, he's like, "Oh, I want to volunteer in this now. I want to volunteer in this now." He just increased <clears throat> just because we we played his sunset for like two minutes. You know. And no one even noticed, right? No one's going, oh, wow, that's his subset. You know, it's not like he got fame because of that. No one, 
came up and said, good job on that. You know, you just him feeling like, wow, this is my church. You know, I had that connection. Right. right. So, so I definitely hear that point. I think that's a amazing takeaway as well. Yeah. Well, I think to, to echo and I guess to piggyback on that, what we found is, you know, we hire 50 different summer staffers every year and uh, we have volunteers that are rotating through. So, I mean, we have, I mean, hundreds of people that are coming through a year that are on our, like helping us out do things. And one, yeah. I think the big myths that we've kind of seen, and I see this in church in a lot of ways is that on the creative side, sometimes we, we view creative people because maybe they're emceeing or they're maybe up on a platform because that happens to be around, maybe they're leading worship. Uh, but a lot of times we find that there's they're, the creatives live in the quiet. And so reaching out and finding those people or, or noticing something about the people that you connect with or even um, what their interests are, or their connection levels is like that guy with the sunsets, as you mentioned, is that could have been a guy that maybe just wasn't as invested in church or maybe was, you know, stepping back because he doesn't identify, hey, this is something that could be super useful. And by somebody just seeing that inside him and investing in him, there's a lot of people out there who just don't have confidence in the creativity or the aspects and ideas that they have. And so I think that's for me as I try to find that in other staff members and people who aren't even staff members in the creative realm is they have ideas. And oftentimes, you know, they may throw out a lot, just like we do in brainstorms, even the creatives, uh, you know, you throw out a hundred bad ideas to get one good idea. And so I really try to seek to find those good ideas that I think people that are not in the creative realm always, or who are not in the forefront have, because we do get them from all throughout our organization. I get them from uh, campers who are just kind of coming up and like most of them were like, hey, you guys should have an entire room of trampolines. And I'm like, oh, that would be cool. You know, that may not be an idea I could utilize, like but that. then there, there are other ideas that maybe are a little bit more feasible or they like, you know, uh, things that they kind of send me. And so I do really like to, to keep an eye out for those people that maybe are not the ones that are jumping right to the front who you think about, especially I think in churches, that's a great opportunity to engage. And once again, I was that guy who snuck in the back door and then snuck right right out. Uh, but I have a lot of time. I, I play the bass and I got involved in my worship team, but it was for a long time. I just snuck in the back and then went out at the end. And that was just kind of, that's, that's how I felt. And so when they engaged me on that, I was up on the, you know, on the platform helping with worship, you know, two or three Sundays a month. And so there's probably those people in your congregation right now that are just sneaking in the back and then sneaking out the back that really could be getting engaged. Right. Right. Yeah. No, I think that's huge because a lot of the times I think uh, in church we try to have these like little little pieces for people. And we just assume, hey, if we put the information out there, then they will do their duty or, or they because they owe it to God to serve anyway. And then they'll get involved and um, how important it is to really get out there. And, and sometimes you got to point people and say, no, that is a really good uh uh, point so uh, man ben it's been great having you on absolutely uh, thank you so much for giving of your time uh, i know it is very busy <laughs> as you guys it, are. It's, an, it's an honor i just if we can if we can be invested involved in the church in any way new england or other that's just that's what that's what our heartbeat is so no matter how busy we are man i love doing it it was a pleasure that's kind of where we want to be we don't just want to be a location or a site and i think that's the way all churches in new england uh should be thinking if they're not and i think yeah, they are because god is on the move god's on the Move, man. Amen. We're on we're on the same page, man. That's awesome. Yeah, man. So uh, so we're about wrapping up for uh, this week's church creative. Uh, so guys, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, 
I know uh, for me personally, this has just been really awesome. Or <laughs> yeah. uh, this has been a great time on the creative end of things. So anyway, um, thanks for joining us again, everybody. Uh, you can always email us at churchcreative at newlifechurchct.com. That is churchcreative at newlifechurchct.com. And again, as a reminder, you can email Ben at ben at berea.org. And uh, you can see all their stuff at uh, berea.org. So uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thank you guys. Love you guys. Ben, thank you again, buddy. Take care.